Thank yes, you, let's bring Molly in. I'm ready. All right, here we go. Molly. Hi, guys. How are you? How are you? <laughs> Good. How are you doing? I'm awesome. How are you? We're great. Thanks for uh, throwing us some stars there for the star party. We appreciate Heck that. Heck yeah. Although I guess I'm cheap. I only did 200. That's the first time I ever sent stars. I, you know, so, they see, just give some right arbitrary there. number. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. That's worth more than uh, 10,000 stars because now you're part Heck of yeah. the star community. I love it. I'm yeah, honored. <laughs> Yes. So we're going to, uh, we're going to break it down real quick. So Molly, um, let's, where do we start? Do we start at the beginning? Do we start where you're at now and go to the beginning or let's, let's, you know what, let's start at the beginning. Good idea. So, Molly, <laughs> so Molly is a guitarist and a, a very good guitarist, a very awesome guitarist. So let's start with how did you get into guitar? Well, um, I went to actually a Trans-Siberian Orchestra concert when I was a kid. Like, I think my dad, like his office party or whatever was going in. It was back when a time, like when nobody knew what Trans-Siberian Orchestra was. Uh, I remember like going to that show. And if you do know, it's like a hard rock Christmas thing. Um, but like there was old ladies in ball gowns there. Like people didn't know what to expect. So like, I guess, um, the office party, it was at the Trans-Siberian Orchestra, a night at the orchestra. And it was anything but, you know, <laughs> like a symphony. And I just fell in love with it. So, um, I asked for a guitar, I think for that next birthday and I got it and then just couldn't put it down. And I'm still playing it today, many years later. That's that. So I've seen, I've seen TSO three times. Um, but I probably didn't see TSO until they became a little more mainstream, I guess. Sure. And the cool thing about TSO is they actually have two versions of TSO. When they do their mm -hmm. big Christmas tours, there's a tour that goes north and east or north and west. And then there's a tour that goes south and east with all different musicians and everything. But it's the same exact show. So it's yeah. it's really cool how they cover the entire United States through throughout the uh throughout the holiday season. So That's after great. after that, um you move on and you start getting into what we'd like to say in the biz, a hired gun. Yeah. So, so how to explain it. <laughs> There's so a lot I've of watched, I've like I said, I've watched the uh, we had the pleasure of chatting when Jared was off doing fiddling around doing whatever he was doing earlier. Um, so I've had the pleasure of watching a documentary and I can't remember honestly if it was Netflix, Hulu, Amazon prime or whatever it was, but it was a documentary strictly on hired guns. And yep. it had to do a lot. Alice Cooper was on there. We're talking about everybody that he's hired and how, what he goes into looking for how to hire and all that kind of stuff. So explain the hired gun type of thing. So for the people who don't realize what hired guns are. Sure. So hired guns are basically like the subs, um, but it's even becoming more than that. Now, I think um, a lot of what I was doing was like, OK, someone was sick. So I was going in. Um, there was an issue, like some sort of emergency and they needed someone to fill the spot. And so, of course, you're auditioning ahead of time. So they have a roster to pull from. And it's like, OK, who's available? Who's good enough to do it? You know, who can learn the music and so on and so forth? So. 
um, as a guitar player, I, my first like gig ever was with, um, basically a garage band when I was a kid and we got a record deal, which was really exciting. And that sort of gave me, um, I was a guitar player of that band. So like I was really working on myself and my, and my playing. And then I was introduced to a couple of cool people, um, Speaking of the Trans-Siberian Orchestra, one of them was uh, the guitar player for TSO East, which is Chris Caffrey. And um, he worked with me a lot on just different skills about being a versatile guitar player so that if opportunities came up, um, you know, to play with other bands and sort of grow and expand, I was ready. So that's sort of how it happened. And then, you know, you meet friends and friends need help. And it's just like, uh, for me, it was like a word of mouth thing. And, you know, if someone needed me or, or whatever, that's how it worked out. So I got a manager. And then once you get a manager, sort of um, gigs can kind of float your way in and out all the time. It just depends on, you know, whether you're able to do it and whether you're good enough to do it and sometimes that's yes sometimes that's no <laughs> gotcha so yeah. run run down uh some of the bands that you have played with um i well i've played it's a bunch of different random bands from different genres pop uh country rock but rock is definitely my favorite um i think the most recent and actually probably the last one i did was uh tantric who i know that you guys are friends of um and a lot of these things are like very short you know gigs a week here and there because my nature was you know i was sort of a sub and that's all i could do because i had a lot going on <laughs> in my own life so um but with the bands that i've played i got a chance you know to, to to really work with awesome bands whether it be tantric all american rejects uh frankie ballard all different kinds of cool stuff so um but the most interesting i think and the most sort of crazy of an experience I had was definitely tantric <laughs> for sure. Um, and like I said earlier, like also the hired gun is sort of evolving. Like a lot of musicians are going out solo, like me being one of them. And so it's funny in my role now as a singer, being the one hiring the hired guns, like it's, it's a 360, I guess, full circle type of thing. But um, I can definitely appreciate, you know, all the hard work that sort of goes into that life and it's tough. Yeah. Yeah. And when you started out talking hired gun too, I was thinking more like studio musician, but you're, this is like live touring too. This is live. Yeah. yeah, And um, the studio musicians are, they are like next level. Like those are the best of the best. And a lot of those guys, I think showed up in that doc too, but like those guys are sick and, and they're so good at what they do that they don't need to tour, but then there's the rest of us (laughs) like me. So, um, no, I would love that job, but no, I'm just not there yet. But, um, yeah, it was really exciting and I got to do some tours and, and see some cool places and meet cool people. So that's sort of how I got to where I am now. It's all, and also when you're out there, you're networking constantly, networking, networking, networking until you meet the right crew to get you in a spot where you want to be. And eventually I transitioned out of the guitar, you know, guitarist, I guess, role, um, because it's such a chaotic life relying on everybody else. I just didn't want to do it anymore. You know, I wanted to be the boss and sort of make my own decisions and make my life, I guess, a little more normal, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. You, you well, though, to be the hired gun live though is a different dynamic. I would assume too, right? You have to vibe with the members. I would assume a little bit. And then also the performance part, as far as how you look and act on stage, which is not maybe as important in the studio, right? You have to interact with the fans. You have to For represent sure. the music, not only through the guitar, but through your interaction with the crowd. You're not just going to stand there and, you know, or sit off to the of side. Like, you have to bring the, sh- the party, right? So there, so yeah, there is that. Sure. And yeah. it's scary because you're trying to remember <laughs> what you're playing at the same time. So, um, 
it's stressful in a way, but once you get with a crew, I think that you like, and that, you know, they like you, they, you have to, I guess, trust in yourself and have confidence to be able to really vibe with everybody without freaking out. Like, Oh my God, where am I right now? You know what I'm saying? So right. it's just, it, it's a delicate balance of, uh, anxiety medication and, uh, uh focus. <laughs> what's, <laughs> you know? the, what's the, what's the stint like when you're hired? I'm sure it varies, but like, is it for one night? Is it for a tour? It, it just depends. I mean, everybody's gig is different. Um, you know, sometimes it's a tour, sometimes it's a weekend. It's, it's just whatever is needed really. So that's the part that was like stressful, I guess, being a guitar player. Cause like, you're always relying on somebody else's schedule or somebody else's mishap or, you know, whatever to like sort of come into action. So, um, some people love that stuff. And I think maybe when I was young, that was exciting, but now I'm like, I'm, I'm over it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So w while you were doing all of that, you had time to get a law degree as well. Oh yeah. That was, that was the worst part of all of it. Honestly. So, um, yeah. Tell, so, tell it, how hard was that? It was awful. It was the worst <laughs> thing I've ever done. Um, I'm happy I did it, but man, it was, it was terrible. So I had an audition for a really, really large band. Um, this is just before law school. And this is a band that it would have given me stability um, I would have been a permanent member and it would have been like just life-changing type of thing. And I went into that because even playing guitar, like, I guess before, like making money as a guitarist, like you're living like from week to week, it's, it's, it's tough to do it. And of course I have, you know, uh, my mom was always in my face. You can't do this for a living. You can't do it. You can't do it. And, um, although some people can, and I probably could have like, of course, you know, having your mom in your, and I was young too. I was like 21 or 22 at the time. Right. And, um, you know, she was very not optimistic about my career choices. So she, uh, was really pushed. I had a lot of pressure. Um, I had applied and gone into law schools just because, just for fun, you know? And so what happened was, is I told myself, if I get the gig, I don't have to do it. I'm going to be free. I don't have to do it. Um, I'm going to do this for a career. It's going to be great. And as you can tell, I didn't get it. <laughs> so, um, like a month later, I packed up all my stuff and my little like Mustang and I moved across the country to do law school. And luckily, because my story was kind of cool that I was doing these touring gigs, the schools were really flexible with me. So I could still travel and work while I was, you know, pursuing my law degree. So it was all t the worst experience of my life, but I'm happy it's over. <laughs> there you go. Was it any, did you, are you specializing in any specific law or is it just a general law degree? Um, yeah, so I specialize, um, in basically IP, which is a lot of what goes into entertainment law, of course, and, uh, which comes in handy in this industry because, you know, nobody can kind of undercut me with this because I already know, you know, I already know the rules. I know what you're getting right. at. And the backside of that is all my musician friends. I get calls every single day. Hey, I need I help. Bet. I need this. I need that, <laughs> you know, but I'm happy to help. And I mean, it's probably a rare situation, uh, you know, to sort of have a, a lawyer in the musician community that's actually on the side of the musician. You know, that's truly 100 percent right. for the musician. So it, I'm happy where I, like, I can help where I can. It sounds just, like a business just, opportunity to me. It sounds it, like a business totally opportunity, was. To me. right? No, I mean, is like you could create your own, you know, company, and and all the artists are going to want to work with you over anybody else because you know both sides. Absolutely. And, and uh, so what's funny about that is once people started realizing my deal, because I, I made a lot of, you know, um, higher up friends when I was doing the guitar stuff, but 
once I had that like ESQ behind my name, all of a sudden those friends got, you know, um, exponentially more interested in what I was doing and how I could be an asset. And you know, what's funny, like as an artist, especially for me with my first real release on my own, like if you don't want to go the traditional route of getting a label, which because I'm an attorney, I didn't want that route because it's terrible for a lot of reasons. Um, not all of it's terrible, but a lot of it, you have to build a team yourself. Right. And the whole reason behind building a team yourself is so that if this works out, like you don't have to share your profits with anybody. Right. right. Um, because your work is your work. So the lawyer thing came in handy because I was able to barter for a lot of things, which was really, you know, um, awesome and unexpected. So um, I think that's the biggest benefit of being the attorney is I'm able to make moves in music that I probably wouldn't have been able to just because of the skills that I have. And I've become useful to people, you know, beyond just just the music, I guess, you know. Well, Kevin and I talk about that all the time on the show. Uh, I'm glad to see that you were able to realize that you needed, you know, to go to school and and, and get a trade yeah. and do what you did, even though I'm sure it was hard to walk away, not completely, it sounds like, but to the degree that you did from, from playing, touring or whatever. Uh, and then now it's paying off in the end, right? I can. I yeah. Can I mean, that. at the time, like when I didn't get, and that audition was like, it was a lot. Like there was 50 of us. Um, I wish I could say who it was for, but I can't. Um, there was literally 50 musicians and it was for guitar. Then like 45 of them were from like Berkeley and, you know, all these really fancy flutey 2D sort of music programs. And I made the the callback, which was just five of us. So like, I was so excited. I'm like, this is it. Wow. You know, everything's going to be fine. And then it wasn't. And I remember the day like uh, we were in New York City and they kept us there, you know, uh, every callback, you know, it shrunk. And like I said, I made it to the final five and then I got cut. So I just remember going home. I thought my life was over. I'm like, this is it. I lost. Uh, I'm, you know, sort of resolving to being an attorney. Not that that's a bad thing, but, you know, it, it felt like I everything I wanted was, you know, ruined in that moment because I, you know, I, I was going to make this another career. But what I didn't know at the time was that being an attorney, it, it allows me to have a music career in a way that I couldn't right. have imagined then, you know, so I'm fortunate that I did it. And, you know, my mom, I always give her crap about, you know, that, but it worked out, you know, um, in a really good way. And it's an odd situation when your fallback is an attorney, you know, so I'm okay. <laughs> I'll be okay. You know? Yeah. I did the same thing with anesthesia school, like left music and went and did that. And then now so you get it. Well, I'm a lot. Yeah. Now I can do stuff like this and not have to, you know, live worried about where your next paycheck's coming from. So absolutely. It's, it's, Security oh. is everything. And I, I wish the biggest thing that, and I'm actually working with a brand new management company now, um, as an attorney trying to, our biggest goal is to take musicians that are established and, you know, have a name for themselves and teach them the skills that they didn't learn. Like I have a lot of friends um, who had really huge billboard number one hits that everybody knows from like the two thousands. And now they're living destitute because when they were kids and got that record deal, the record company doesn't teach you how to balance a checkbook. The record company doesn't teach you how to pay your rent and how to organize and how to save. They don't have retirements. They have nothing. So yeah. one thing I want to do with my wife, you know, on the back scene is, is, is try to help musicians know that it's okay to have a backup. You can still do music, but you know, as you know, you know, um, as an anesthesiologist, like it's good <laughs> to be able to pay your bills if music isn't doing it for this week or that week, you know? Yeah. And you mentioned too, that record deal is not all of it. That money is just yours. That's a loan and you pay it back. Uh, for 100%. people watching 
Go check out Jelly Roll. He did uh, uh, an interview on Bustin' with the Boys. Look that up. And uh, he breaks it down to, to a degree where I had never even heard. Uh, you don't just pay. You make a dollar, they get 70 or 80, and you get 20. And that goes to your tab. That doesn't even go. Like, it's just, it's unbelievable some of the deals that these people have signed where they don't even own their name, the, the band or the artist or whatever. It's, it is bad. So, and that's you, you, so awful. Yeah, you you said it though, Kevin. How many times have we talked about it on the show with the with being nowadays the technology that's available? It, yes, you have to have some capital because there th things cost. But building the mm -hmm. team yourself and owning your own music and doing it now through the digital means yep. that we all have with our cell phones is the way to go. And and record labels, I think, are even looking at that now and wanting your social following to be at a certain level before they even want to entertain anything. But it gives yep. you the leverage. Oh, you're hundred percent right. And that's the, the, like, I think the helpful thing, you know, about my sort of backup career path is I was able to put away money to be able to do this myself, because honestly, when you're starting from scratch, you have, and then granted I had a following, which I'm super thankful for from guitar, but really launching a solo career, that's a whole nother level. Like you really got to kick yourself up. So, um, of course the record label has this built in team and everything's great, but that's exactly what you said. Do you want to give up that money? Um, if it goes well and I didn't, I'm like, you know what, I'd rather go all out now. Um, you know, uh, do this the right way for myself because there's label services company that you can hire there. It's literally a label, but you pay them to do the same services. And even if you look at some of the charts, like especially foundations, half the bands on there are not on major labels, which I think is phenomenal, you know? Yep. Um, they're getting good representation. They're getting good radio guys. And that's all you need. You can do it. You know, you put your stuff out there and if people love it, they're going to love you. And you know, you can do this. You could do it. You know, that's my, it's so important to know that. And I hope musicians out there are listening. Cause like, I used to get so disappointed with all the no's that I got originally, like being turned down with my first band. It was really disappointing, but now I'm like, who cares? You know, I can do this. I don't need them. And that's so important to know that, you know, listen up people. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Kevin, what do you think? Uh, I was just actually looking up something real quick. Uh, no, I, and that's the best part about talking to somebody like Molly, who's done so much already uh, on all sides of it. Uh, I guess my question was, is uh, we just have a little rinky dink podcast here, but um, can we put you on retainer? Heck yeah. Yeah, yeah, I got right. you. I got you guys. But I want to get into I want to get into uh your solo stuff and and uh some of the duets you've done, but I do want to get into the video first, play the video, and then we'll come back and and, and talk a little bit about it. So we're gonna roll right. into the video now. Um, well, can we can we get her to do the tell us everything or tell us nothing sure, on the song? Sure. We, that's kind of a thing that we do here uh, before we play the video. You can tell us everything as far as lyrics or about the video or or keep it vague. It's a, whatever you whatever you ever get down. Sure. Well, telling you everything, we'd be here all night. So I'll keep it. <laughs> I'll keep it vague. I mean, this song for for me and the video you're going to watch, which, by the way, the actress of this video is watching us right now. So shout out to her, uh, Sophia. She's so cute. I hope you all love her. Nice. Um this video is, to me, it's really about just believing in yourself and going to the end of the world for the person you love, whether it's yourself or somebody else. So take that as you will, I guess. I love it. That's perfect. What a perfect intro. All right, Kevin, kick it in gear like I know only you can. All right, here it is. It is Molly Diago. The song is called End of the World. 
check it out and you're watching the sound wow uh molly what a great song what a great video uh the comment section is definitely agreeing with you like you said if you put it out there uh people are going to let you know if they love it and i think that's what we're seeing here thank you guys so much i appreciate you you know playing this and supporting it it's it's it helps folks like us you know um back to that whole independent but non-independent thing like it Shows like this really support us, and I can't say enough about what you guys are doing and, and giving the airtime to you know folks like me and and in those two amazing bands that I heard right before I came on. It's fantastic what y'all are doing. We love it. It is our pleasure. This is uh, Kevin and I's happy place. Uh, we love music. I play, been in bands forever. Kevin's been in radio when they invented it. He was there and nice. worked in it pretty much all the way up until now. Uh, so this is this is just fun for us. So we love it. The music's killer. Um, anybody out there watching, man, Molly, there's just we see we're noticing like a really big uptick uh in the viewers too. So, like very wow. noticeable, by the way. So if it's your first time here on the sound, man, thanks for joining us and thanks for watching. Uh, you can notice up top we have a free radio app. You can hear this that song and uh the other songs we played tonight and lots more. Download the app, it's on the app store and Google Play, it's free. Uh, check it out. So uh follow us here on Facebook, we're on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, the whole nine. So uh yeah the, the feedback is definitely coming through kevin you I'm, i'll hit these comments you uh, uh but before you hit the comments oh sorry i didn't hit i didn't hit any comments okay <laughs> i gotta do it right yeah so, yeah star party. Star party. uh let's see uh <laughs> dustin kind of threw it back at you because you didn't remember who he was he thought maybe you would remember when he threw two thousand stars so, okay, yeah, definitely remember Dustin. I remember Dustin. Yes, I remember Dustin. <laughs> Dustin threw 2,000 stars. Uh, Michelle Craig, Harmony threw 300 stars. Uh, so thank you guys very much for throwing yes, the stars thank you, Michelle. Out, And I out sent you that. an email, Michelle, uh, on the invite thing for the StreamYard. You know what that means. So There we go. So let's get, it, let's get into the, the music a little bit. Um, so I, I want to, I hope I'm remembering how I read this in the timeline and all that. So when you started getting into wanting to do some of your own stuff, you kind of did a couple duets right off the bat. Am I correct? Yeah. So, Oh, they were something else. So I, um, my last, like I said, my last real like serious hired gun thing was tantric. And, um, actually that like did not, that whole relationship did not end well, um, for a lot of reasons. And there's a lot of drama, which is fun. Now looking back on it years later, um, was not fun at the time, but anyway, um, out of that drama came something really good. Um, I wrote a song with Hugo, who's the uh, lead singer of Tantric and a, and a good friend of mine now, uh, we're great friends now, um, called Lifetime. And at the time, um, he was super busy putting out another record. So I had to sort of, uh, we, we ended up picking another singer to do the duet with me, uh, Waylon Revis who, by the way, like he and his wife, Julie, I don't know, sometimes they come in and listen to these, but they are like literally the best people in the world. Um, oh, at the time, no. they were actually... Uh, hold, on, hold on one oh, second. Yeah. Jared, for those that aren't paying attention, Waylon Rivas is the lead singer of Mushroom Head. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going through the comments. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, Waylon is the, uh, he was the lead singer for Mushroom Head and his own band at Killer's Confession, which yes. everybody needs to check out because they're the next big thing for real. Dude, they are badass, man. They're it, amazing. It some good stuff. 
And I think the last tour I did before COVID was with them, which is awesome. We had a blast. Um, Waylon stepped up in the best way ever and did the song with me, which I was like so thrilled. Um, really great people. And they're my best friends to these, uh, to this day because of that. Um, after that, um, I think maybe a year and a half later or so it was like COVID and things are crazy. And like I said, Hugo is still my friend. He'll always be my friend in some regard. Um, it was kind of a weird time. It was like April of 2020, you know, everything was just so weird. And so we were in like two different parts of the country and we, uh, had this song that, I don't know, it was kind of like, it just, it was about just craziness, you know, but a really sad ballad. So we decided to track it and put it out in the name of COVID and, you know, all that stuff. So that was the second duet that I did. And then a couple years went by, I was, I was working on the solo material. And now this song you just heard is my first release, like on my own, like with no friends, no buddies with me. I had to rip the bandaid off and just go. So, yeah. Nice. That's, put, that's putting it out there. Right. So how does that feel? I mean, has it been uh, nerve wracking? You said you mentioned anxiety medicine. Uh, is how, <laughs> how has it been working? You know, how does that feel? And what's the been uh, response? It was, I mean, Leading up to it, it was it was rough, and then even the night the day it came out, like my manager, I think Sarah, you know, is a friend of y'all's. She probably wanted to kill me because I was so nasty and just terrible. Because like I had put so many years of my life into this one song, and granted, I have a whole record that's coming out too later in the year, but this song to me was really my first song. Like the duets are great and everything, but as a guitar player, um, it's hard to put down the guitar that you're hiding behind. Right. And, and there's your voice and that's just you. It's really hard to do that. So I think that's why, um, you know, my subconscious was all into those duets because I didn't want to do it by myself because I didn't have confidence. And I, you know, it's tough. It's tough to go out behind the guitar. So, um, to do it on my own, I was super stressed. It was a lot going on, but thankfully I have a really good team and the song is doing really well. So, you know, it worked out and I'm super stoked about it. And I have great people that, you know, have helped out along the way. So, so it worked. Number, it's number either that four. I'm oh, sorry. It's four. either that or the, the medication, but, you know, <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Number, number four on the greatest gainers on the foundations chart this week. So, yeah, that was exciting. Uh, beating Todd Nugent, which is fun. Um, so yeah, like I said, we have a lot of great people and a lot of support from folks. And like I said, all of that is without a label. So once again, musicians, if you're listening, you don't need the label. Nope. Or you there better, you or they better write a sweet ass deal, uh, again, to mm -hmm. refer back to jelly roll. If y'all aren't familiar who that artist is, go look him up. Uh, he said that he's, and he's been independent this whole time and he says he will sign a deal at some point, but it'll be the deal he dictates and that he yep. wants so it's mm -hmm. you know the deal isn't the whole isn't uh the deal isn't the whole deal <laughs> write that down right it's got to be the right mm -hmm. deal so anyway uh the comments are blowing up thank y'all everybody for uh for chiming in uh kevin you mentioned earlier if they had a question to ask it i don't think i saw any uh um, no i i didn't see any in there okay that, i didn't make sure comment. i missed it you know you, when the when the uh comments are scrolling through that fast they may have missed it but if you have a if you have a question for molly we got a few more minutes yeah. uh you throw them into the comments uh and hopefully she'll be able to answer it for you uh, shout out to some of the people though uh drake draco i hope i'm saying that right and michael uh dustin Lindsay, dustin again jimmy good to see you in the comments my man uh let me go back a little further yeah john uh, Michelle and Corey. So yeah, a lot of comments coming in. Um, I know Kevin, I think you're about to ask a question, but one thing I was going to ask is, uh, what about the live stuff now that hopefully COVID's kind of 
you know, out of the way as far as restrictions are concerned, most places are you, have you done some live? Are you doing some live and what, what, what are the plans? Yeah. So, um, hopefully we'll have a full summer of excitement and, you know, I, I casted my hired gun band and they're all great. Um, we have a couple festivals this summer, which I'm super excited. I think one announced so far Fox Fest in Syracuse, New York, which is exciting because that's where I'm from. Um, and then we have some dates, uh, I think August and into the fall. Um, I'm waiting just a little bit, um, because there is literally so much expense and everything that goes into these single releases. I wanted to get them out and into people's ears so that then, Hey, when they see my name come up, you know, um, on social media or an event flyer that they'll actually come and hang out with us and hopefully enjoy the show. So love it. Love it. Well, I, I can say this, uh, and I keep telling, I tell everybody that, that comes onto the show with us, you have a home in, uh, Biloxi, Mississippi, whenever you want to come down there and play a show, we, we got you. We'll, we'll find a place. We'll put one together. If we have to, if we have to rent a place to put the show on, we'll do that too. So yeah, uh, I not, love like, it. not like we haven't done it before. So True. I love it. It was, um, I was just in New Orleans like two days ago and it's so funny. I had an Uber driver while I was there and he says that like what he does for fun is go to Biloxi and how awesome it is. So now like, I feel like I have to come. Yes. Absolutely. They got, a, yeah. they got the casinos. So he was all about the casino and like, I guess it's close to the beaches or something that were really good. So I'm like, yeah, yep, I'm, I'm down for that. <laughs> Highway 90 in Biloxi is well, Biloxi and well, the Gulf Mississippi Gulf coast has the largest man-made beach in the world 26 yeah. that's, right up my that's my yeah. style 26 yep. miles so uh and the casinos are right there on the beach and uh yeah it's a good time the food the culture the people you'd love it it's great i'll have to come down i'd love to Holly, thank you for taking your time uh, out of your night to jump on here with uh, these two knuckleheads myself and kevin and chat sure. music and share some uh truth bombs i hope uh, any up and coming artists or bands, I hope you've been taking notes because there were some valuable little tidbits in the uh, in the chat tonight. For sure, yeah, thank you guys so much for doing what you do. We appreciate it. Absolutely, no, we, we we thank you. And uh, anytime you want to come on the show, just let us know. We you you got a home here too. Yep. Thank you all so much. I appreciate you. Thank you for spinning the song and the video and all that stuff. So we appreciate you. Thank you so much. Where are we sending the people? Facebook? Are you most active there? Is that where they need to go? Yeah, Facebook okay. is that, but I think we're everywhere, you know, okay. everywhere we've got to be. So, but yeah, come say hi on my Facebook or whatever, and I'll say hi back. Sounds good. Awesome. All, all right. right. Thank yeah. you, y'all. All right. Thank you. Have Bye. a good night. Peace. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning into the show. We really appreciate the support. If you want to stay up to date with all the things we're doing here at The Sound, be sure to download our free radio app. It's in the App Store or Google Play. Just type in The Sound 228. It'll come right up. Download it on your phone. Listen to all the killer new music that Kevin and I are trying to promote to the masses. You can stay up to date with all of our social media platforms like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and you can also download the episodes of the podcast and the Homegrown Show, all right there inside of the app. Go download it now. You won't be disappointed. And once again, we are the sound. We are New Rock.